The number one question we get from listeners is, do we have a written step-by-step roadmap to guide you on how to train your dog? We don't, but Standing Stone Supply does. They're the creators of the complete step-by-step dog training program that takes your dog from brand new puppy and gets it well on its way to that finished dog you've always dreamed of. They've mapped out the timelines to help guide you, the videos for every step of the way to show you, and even have the needed gear made into shopping lists to make it easy to supply you. Check out the course at StandingStoneSupply.com to gain unlimited access for all current as well as future lessons and be sure to use the code GDIY to save 10% at sign up. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. The GDIY Spotlight is a monthly bonus episode highlighting nonprofits whose missions support hunting, dogs, dog training, and or conservation. At the end of the month, we donate 10% of Patreon proceeds to the featured organization. While the financial donation may not be much, it's our way of getting the message out and garnering more support for the causes that are important for all hunters, gun dog owners, and conservationists. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gundogityourself to help support these great organizations in addition to helping out our podcast. We really appreciate all of our patrons, and as always, gundog it yourself. Hey everybody, welcome to this month's GDIY Spotlight episode. This month we're covering canines for warriors. We have Brianna Bentove on the line. Brianna, thanks for joining us this evening. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, and how you got involved with canines for warriors. Well, I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up there, and when I was 18, I left for the Navy. I did an eight-year career in the Navy as a musician, That took me all around the world, which was fantastic. And I got out, I moved to Florida and found my way into communications for my undergrad. And completing that degree is what led me to Canines for Warriors um, as their PR manager. Okay, great. So did Canines for Warriors find you or how'd you end up finding them exactly? One of the requirements for my undergrad was to have an internship. So I did find Canines Through Warriors through the university and, of course, immediately was drawn to it. I mean, you have dogs and veterans and myself being a veteran, it felt like a natural fit. And, of course, I've always loved dogs. So I applied for that internship and got it. And I just integrated my way into their communications department and, um, you know, asked asked if they'd have a position before my internship was up and just kind of made it so that I was involved in enough that they had to hire me. I just loved it so much. I just uh, wanted to keep working there. And luckily that worked out. That's awesome. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about Canines for Warriors. What What's their mission? Well, Canines for Warriors mission is to end veteran suicide through pairing service dogs with veterans suffering from PTSD, traumatic brain injury, or military trauma. 
We started in 2011, and that has been our mission ever since. We've grown to be the largest service dog provider for veterans in the nation. At this point, we have 604 graduates, and we've rescued at least double that number of dogs. Not all dogs make the program, so that's why we've rescued about double. And like I said, we've grown to be the largest, and we have plenty of plans to, to keep growing and most of our graduates can speak to how their lives have transformed and, and even been saved by our program. Man, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we thought that this would be a good fit to start off our, our uh, charity uh, spotlight that we're going to do every month. Um, Nick and I are both veterans, and then obviously, you know, the dog thing, right. that's, that's a good fit too. So uh, we know you love dogs. How many dogs do you have? I have one dog. I can't go too crazy in an apartment, but of course, I mean, all dog lovers, your dream is to open your own kind of rescue, right? All the sure. dogs. Yeah. So what, what kind of dog do you have and, and how'd you get him or her? We have a black and tan mix. Her name is Roxy and she's about three and a half years old and she is from Canines for Warriors. She's what we call a washout. She didn't make it all the way through the service dog training. And that happens to several of our dogs for whatever reason, they, um, they just aren't fit. It's just not a career that they would choose. In Roxy's case, she has some fear issues, and service dogs can't have any fear if they're there to support a veteran who has fear and PTSD themselves. So if, if our trainers um, don't find a way to work out that fear, in Roxy's case, uh, they put her up for adoption. And other dogs, I mean, sometimes maybe their hip x-rays come back showing that they they wouldn't uh, work out physically for service dog work. But in any case, Roxy went up for adoption, and I had already seen her and had my eye on her. She is just such a, a charismatic dog. Um, as I saw her training around the campus, and when I heard that she washed out, I immediately put in my application to adopt her. And now she's mine and my husband's dog, and we just love her to death. So even if a dog doesn't have what it takes to be a service dog, they still find a good home for them. So tell us a little exactly. bit. Tell us a little bit about how Canines for Warriors finds dogs. How do you guys get all these dogs uh, and turn them into service animals? Right. We get about 85 to 90% of our dogs from shelters or they are owner surrenders. Our founders realize that shelter dogs are perfectly capable of becoming service dogs. So we don't breed dogs. We like to save the dog as well as the veteran. And that's why we go to shelters all around the country and assess eligible dogs. And we have a network of partners who help us assess as well. And once we find that they're eligible for service work, and that includes weight requirements, height requirements, temperament tests, we'll bring them back to our Florida campuses and train them um, anywhere from three months to a year to be a service dog for a veteran with PTSD. So describe more about this training program. You, you just described the time length, but tell us more about the actual training program. So each dog that comes in, it depends on its age where it starts. So if it's under a year, it goes into our puppy program, and we have volunteers who will raise foster puppies for us until they're about a year, maybe even 15 months old. And what that means is they have them in their house 24-7, 
They help teach them basic obedience, give them social skills. They take them anywhere with them that uh, a service dog can go. And they also attend training classes on our campus that our staff provide. And our staff provides everything that the puppy raisers need, food, crate, leashes, I mean, toys, just they would need. So that's our puppy program. And then the dogs that we uh, pull from shelters that are over a year, they immediately go into our kennels for formal service dog training. And then each canine trainer is assigned about four dogs that they work every day, five days a week. And we have another staff come in on the weekends. But uh, like I said, each trainer has about four dogs that they work through the entire training program. And they also switch the dogs out with different canine trainers just to get them, um, you know, test their, their ability to adapt to different settings of people. And then once they pass their ADI test, that's uh, Assistance Dogs International. That's who we are credentialed through to pass that test to become a certified service dog. And then that's when they get matched with the incoming veteran. So the dog is already fully trained before the veteran even gets there. So the dog goes through a couple transitions of uh, staying with someone as a puppy, which sounds tempting to me. Uh, the, the only One of the drawbacks right. I see is... I have a puppy for a few weeks or a few months and then and then I have to basically give that puppy away. I'm interested to hear how the dog transitions from that and then transitions from the, the trainer to the veteran. Yeah, it's emotional for both the dog and the puppy raiser. Puppy raisers, you know, take these dogs in as their own family members. So it is very emotional when they give them up. However, they are a puppy raiser because they believe in the mission so much and they want to see that dog with a veteran in need. Um, the dog has a bit of an easier transition, though. We It's already familiar with staff on campus because it's been coming there as a puppy anyway. So it'll get placed into a kennel, assigned a trainer. Um, it'll get, you know, just TLC from other staff members, and then it'll get into its training routine. And a lot of dogs love that training routine. So when the dog goes through the training program and, and it completes everything and you're trying to match a dog up with a veteran, is there a certain level of training that you have to do with the veteran to kind of get them used to where the dog's at? Do, you, do they need to go through some kind of qualification course or something? No, they don't do that. So we do have a process for how we pair the veterans and the dogs, though. So at the point the point at which the dog is ready, we already know everything about the dog and its personality. As the veteran comes in, they've already gone through an application process, which includes phone interviews, maybe video interviews, the application. So our team is getting to know that warrior before they even get here. And then once they arrive here on a Sunday, it's a three-week program, they'll arrive on a Sunday. They do a few more interviews with our staff just to get to know their home life, what type of dog would suit them, their energy level. And then our, our warrior trainers talk to our canine trainers, and they discuss the the personality and temperament of both the dog and the warrior, and then they pair them based on those assessments. And then after that, the, the veteran and dog train together for three weeks. So in, in some cases, it's funny, the veterans say that the dog is training them because the dog already knows what it's doing. But we do want that, uh, that three weeks to get the veteran um, into a routine and into a habit with the service dog and learning how to use it and learning how that dog can help him or her. 
do are there any issues that ever arise with uh once they go through that rigorous interview process and the training is there sometimes situations where a dog doesn't really fit with the veteran and do they just surrender it back over to you or does that ever come up for you yeah we do have those cases um, that we'll find during the training. And in most instances, it's not the dog. It's that the veteran will realize either, okay, this, a dog isn't for me, or they can't adapt as well to the training as they thought they could. So we will, um, stop their training. We'll take the dog back. If they want to reschedule and come at a different time, we will reschedule them. If we find there are things that they have to work through that they didn't tell us about and that's causing the the partnership to not work out, then we'll, you know, help them work on what they need to. Uh, but they're always given the option to come back. And we always take care of the dog as well in that case. Tell us again the the number of veterans you guys have reached and then the the plans that you guys have in the future to expand that reach. Right. We've graduated 604, and that is through our process of having 12 classes a year. Every month we have a three-week class, and we have a couple hundred on the waiting list. Our waiting list is about 18 months out. And then our plans for the future are to keep growing so that we can pair more veterans each month. We're running an average of about 8 to 10 right now. And one of the issues that we need to address is getting more dogs. Because of where we are in Florida, we've kind of tapped out the shelters and we don't have a large enough network across the nation to bring in um, other rescue dogs. So one thing we've done is open a kennel in San Antonio. We started that process. We're in the process of building it and we'll partner with uh, San Antonio's Animal Care Services to bring in their shelter dogs to our program. So that's one way we can ramp up the number of dogs that we can train and therefore or have more available to pair with veterans. We also have a mega kennel planned in Florida near our headquarters that would hold up to 250 dogs at any given time. And again, our our, uh, kennel in San Antonio will help us bring in those dogs. And again, that will make way more service dogs available for veterans in need. Now, the significance of San Antonio, I think you told me before that it's one of the Help me out with the statistic here. It's like the highest place for shelter dogs or something like that. Yeah, it has one of the highest shelter dog rates in the country and also one of the highest euthanasia rates. So it's a big um, mission of ours and, and goal of ours to not allow these perfectly capable dogs to be euthanized. That's another reason we use shelter dogs is it's just tragic to us that these loving dogs, you just want a home, just want to please somebody that they end up being euthanized. So we do go to high kill shelters uh, when we, when we look for our rescues. So, so you mentioned that right now you're kind of having a shortage of dogs and you're, you have some plans to uh, help with that in the future. What other challenges does Canines for Warriors face right now? Like if somebody's wanting to donate, maybe they can't even do do money necessarily or anything, but is there something, another way that people could help you guys out? 
We have a variety of ways you can help. And of course, as a nonprofit that's dedicating to serving a population that isn't served in a traditional means, we, we always need help. We always need help um, with ways with our, with our growth plans. And on our website, you can find a lot of help other than donating money. A lot of people host unique events around the country. I mean, we'll have kids do bake sales. We'll have people do 5Ks. There are a bunch of different events that, that help us with that. Locally, people can volunteer, but of course, um, this podcasting in Tennessee, that's not as much as we But um, as we expand to San Antonio, we'll take volunteers there as well. And I mean, spreading our word on social media, it's still a huge, it's still very powerful for us. The more awareness we have, the more we can do, the, the more support we'll get, and the more we can expand. That's awesome. So yeah, we'll be sure when we put all this out that we'll be tagging on on the social media so everybody can hopefully find that a little easier. And I guess that really covers most of everything. Uh, Not to put you on the spot, do you want to close us out? Is there one individual story since you've been involved that kind of stands out in your head that would be be a good story to close out on? Well, there are so many good stories, fortunately. And a lot of our warriors open up to us and their families open up to us after they graduate. And the transformations they've gone to are just unbelievable. One of uh, our warriors recently wrote us a Christmas card. And that's on our website, too, our blog. And she was, you know, one who was reclusive before had her relationships were struggling. She had substance abuse. A lot of veterans, as you guys know, have substance abuse. And she wrote us this Christmas card that she's just done a 180. She's going to events for us now as an ambassador, speaking in front of crowds. I mean, that's difficult for anybody, but especially yeah. someone with PTSD. She's doing that, and she was so proud of herself. She didn't even need to read her speech. She has it. And she also mentioned that she's weaning herself off of some medications that she's been on. And that's another huge um milestone that we have a lot of our veterans reach is about 84% of them, no, excuse me, 92% either reduce or completely eliminate their medications. And that's, I mean, that's huge because you can become dependent on medications. And a lot of them, once they get their dog, they have that confidence finally. And that's what this graduate Becca had. She has her confidence. She's getting off her medications and she's fully living and enjoying life now. What a success story that is. And, and I know you have a bunch right. of, a bunch of stories, uh, similar to that. Right. It's amazing what a dog, uh, can do for someone. Um, before we, before we wrap this up, tell listeners how they can, how they can donate financially, how, how to find that on the website. Right. On our, our website is www.caninesforwarriors.org. That's the letter. A, the number nine S F O R warriors.org. And we have a big red donate button on there. Uh, but we also want you to, we encourage you to, you know, go around and read our site, read the testimonies, read our blog, find out really what we're doing and why it matters and where your donations will go to Every single dollar matters. And we, we appreciate any type of support that we can get. So before we get off here, is there anything else you're wanting to touch on before uh, we let you go? I did want to mention that not only are we the largest service dog provider for veterans, but thanks to our program, we have some of the 
we have the first research ever to be conducted on service dogs. We partnered with Purdue University. That partnership started in 2015, and we now have three studies that detail how service dogs work to reduce PTSD symptoms in veterans on a physiological level, and that is the first research of its kind. So we're very proud of that and how that research can also help other service dog organizations because we realize as nonprofits, we're all in this together. Absolutely. So is that research, uh, is the findings on y'all's website as well? That is on our website in a, in a variety of places. Well, Brianna, that, that just about covers it all. And we, we want to thank you for coming on and being the first GDIY spotlight. We thought this would be a great fit to kind of kick this, uh, new idea off for us. And, uh, we're glad that you made it on and, and that you guys are doing such a worthwhile cause. Well, it was an honor that you even that you chose us. So I was very happy to help uh, help you guys out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, uh, we're glad to to be able to get the Canine for Warriors name out there a little bit more and and help as much as we can. So, thanks a lot for coming on tonight, Brianna. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a great night. All right, you too. Thanks for listening to this month's GDIY Spotlight. If you would like to see more on this month's featured organization, please check out our Facebook and Instagram at Gundog It Yourself. You can also find the organization's link through our website at gundogityourself.com. If you have a suggestion for a nonprofit that could be a good fit for future episodes, please send an email to us at gundogityourself at gmail.com. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup just have to replace it again and year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Duck's Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.